Amen. Thank the Lord that he was born. Amen. Then this is all truth. And you know, if it wasn't true, it would be wrong. It's obvious. The equation doesn't work out in the end. If you got something missing in the equation, it's not going to work out. But mathematically, it worked out. All the prophecies, God said he would do it, and it came true. Amen? And here we are today still singing about it. And it cannot be proven wrong. Do you know um, how many believe in uh, the tooth fairy? You know, you can believe in it, but guess what? You're going to find out it doesn't work out. Put the tooth under the pillow, and you didn't see that tooth fairy come in. Right? And guess what? Lies and things that are false, it reveals itself when the light comes. Amen? And the life, uh, light is the truth, a truth from God. And uh, when, when that light comes, it reveals the darkness because the darkness fades away. You know, in Genesis chapter 1, let's turn there. I hope everybody has the best Christmas they ever had. And the best Christmas you'll ever have is when you make it all about Christ. How many get stressed out buying presents and everything else? You're leaving out what it's all about. Right? I, I say that because I do too. You panic. You're not spending enough money. You spent too much money. Is that person going to buy something more expensive than I'm going to buy them? You know, all those things go into all of our minds, right? Or am I the only one? No. Um, but Christmas is about him and sharing him. The joy, why, we buy, why do we buy each other presents? Why do we buy each other presents? We're so excited about Christ. Don't lose that. Don't lose that. When you go to a birthday party, everybody gets a party favor, right? That's how it should be, to remember, you know, a little bag of toys or you get the cake at least, something. It's not just about the birthday star. But Christ, make it about him. He doesn't want our gifts. He wants our heart. Amen? And uh, you can't buy Christ out. He just wants you. That's how much he loves us. If we don't get enough presents, then, you know, we'll push each other aside. You didn't get me anything for my birthday. You didn't get me anything for Christmas. I don't love you anymore. But God just wants you. That's how much he loves you. In Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Let's read verse 2 together. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Verse 3 says, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Darkness was there. When God... when. Uh, I don't know if God made the darkness or if it was just there or if darkness completely just means nothing, right? But I know darkness is here, right? It doesn't say God made darkness, but in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Is that when darkness came about with that? I'm not sure. It doesn't say. Did God create darkness separate or maybe darkness was always there because darkness is not an entity or take up energy or anything like that. It just means void. It, it means nothing. There's nothing. Darkness means nothing. It means zero. Zero is not a number. It's just an, it's the definition of nothing, right? 
That's what darkness is. It means nothing. And without God creating light, everybody close their eyes. Close your eyes. What do you see? Nothing. Wow. You, see, you think you see darkness, but you actually see nothing because you're not seeing at all. When you open your eyes, that's when you're able to see. The Bible says the light of the body is the eye. That's what brings in the light. That's why uh, blind people can't see. They don't see darkness. They don't see at all. They see nothing. You understand? How, how can you explain to a blind person the color blue? You can't. Somebody who was born blind, try to tell them uh, uh, the sky is blue. They don't know what that means. They've never seen it. The, the grass is green. They've never seen green. They have no perception. They can't perceive because light has never entered in uh, to their body. And without God, light has never, it never came to earth until he said, let there be light. And that's, that's a physical light that we can see. And God made light. Thank God he did. I mean, we can make some uh, uh, light, light bulbs and flashlights and everything else. And uh, because God created that for us, he made the factor of light. And we get to use it on earth. But without God creating light, there would be no light. We don't need light to live, do we? You think of the uh, worms in the ground. Worms don't need light, do they? No. They just move underground. They have no light. They still live. Without God, the Bible says, and God saw the light in verse 4, and it was good. Now we're going to move over to John chapter 3. John chapter 3. Brother Tom, can you turn the light off on the stages here? John chapter 3. The Bible says, and this is the condemnation in verse 19, John 3, 19. And this is the condemnation. This is the condemnation. That light is come into the world. Just Jesus stepping on the scene condemns everything on this world because this world is darkness. Not the light that you see or know because you can see physically, but that which you can't see spiritually. The Bible says in verse 19, and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. God made light, and we have this physical light. But spiritually, we love darkness rather than light. Why? Why does the Bible say? Because our deeds are evil. We have evil deeds. Nobody wants to show some things in, our, in your own life and heart that you're embarrassed about or that you've done, right? Right? That's your evil deeds. 
So you love the darkness because you do not want people to see that. Your image that people see because of the light that God created, right? The light that God created is good. That's why we can see with our eyes. And because of that, you can appear good to somebody else on the outward appearance, right? You do your hair, comb it, Try to keep your teeth as long as you can. I wish we got teeth like halfway through our life, new teeth. You lose your teeth when you're a little kid, and you got to keep those things for the rest of your life. That's hard. That's hard. It is. Uh, but it's, it just has to be done. But we try to take care of ourselves. We try to groom ourselves, appear good to everybody else. Because of the light God created, uh, that can happen. But what we can't hide um, forever, it's in our hearts. Now, here's the trade-off. Because of those deeds, those wicked deeds, we have to abide in darkness and stay in darkness if we want to hide them. It's a trade-off. Here it is right here. This is the condemnation. That light is coming to the world. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. You don't want what you've done in the past, what you've maybe done recently, or maybe what you're going to do that you don't know you're going to do. You don't want that to be revealed. And you don't need anybody to point the finger at you. Jesus has come. And just as you appear, like as we appear on the outside, because the light that God created, the light that shines, he didn't create the sun till later on. The sun is not what gives our light. God created light in general. The sun rules the day, the moon rules the night. But light in general, God created that. And we can appear physically, but spiritually, There's going to have to be a trade-off. This is the condemnation. Light has come into the world. Men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Brother Rob, can you, Justin, can you turn off the foyer lights? Brother Rob, turn off uh, these lights. Miss Holdsworth, would you read verse 20? Go ahead, Ms. Holdsworth. We're waiting for you. Everybody's waiting. Please, Mrs. Holdsworth, read verse 20 for us. <laughs> you know, the word of God is spiritually discerned. The things of God are spiritually discerned. This is our hearts. We can live as long as you can live on the outside appearing to be what you think you are and what you want others to betray you as. But on the inside, what's going on? The Bible says 
that we love this because our deeds are evil. Our heart. Now, we will never appear on the outside to be um, unkept or just reveal everything because that's man's perception. And if we're not careful, we'll wind up being more concerned about what men think on the outside than who really created the light and who really loves us and why we're celebrating Christmas and who really wants to have fellowship with us. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Ms. Holdsworth, would you read, please read verse 20? The Bible says that God's word is spiritually discerned. We cannot understand the things of God while we're in darkness. We can't have a walk with God while we're in darkness. You can pretend, but it can only go so far. And the Bible says, who are you trying to uh, fool? The pastor? Your, Your spouse? Your friends? People at church? We're not here to do that. We're going to walk with God or we're not. We're going to get some things straightened out or we're not. You don't have to live uh, a pretend life. You don't have to live and think you're fooling somebody because you're not living at all at that point. How can you live when you're in darkness? How can you uh, go any further? How can you uh, work? How can you uh, move in life when it's pitch dark on the inside? You'll stumble. When it's pitch dark, you're not going to be running around. When it's pitch dark, you can't lead your kids. When it's pitch dark, you can't do much. You'll walk into something. And I'm talking about the inside. We need to focus on what's more important here. Condemnation has come, the Bible says, because light has come into this world. Brother Rob, you could turn just the uh, inside lights on in here. Go ahead, Miss Holdsworth. Read verse twenty. Verse twenty-one says, "But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God." There's two different people: ones that want to continue to be in darkness. And ones that don't. That's the difference. Ones that want Christ in their life. And then ones that don't. The ones that want Christ. And ones that want change. And ones that... It doesn't mean perfection, no. But it means now you're able to see. Not with this, but with this. Light has come. Christ has come. Now, did Christ leave us? With no light. Christ is the light of this world, right? He's the light. But he's not here. Or is he? Let's go to John chapter uh, 16. You say, well, if the Lord Jesus Christ was in this very room... It would give me enough strength and, and the ability not to do what I fall 
fall with, not to do uh, what I struggle with. And, and I would just change things around. But it's not like that. The Lord only had the 12 disciples, amen? Everybody left them. That's just how we are. But we got something a little bit more than just his physical presence around us. And the truth be told, Jesus is in the midst of us, the Bible says, right now. Two or three be gathered together. He said, I'm there. He thinks this is the most important thing going on in the whole entire world. Amen. John chapter 16, the Bible says. Who wants to read verse 13? Brother Rob, would you turn off the lights and have Brother, Brother Tom? You're going to read this in the dark. Go ahead, Brother Tom. Can't do it, can you? Wow. You know, sometimes we find we get we get back in some darkness. We do. We do. We do. Anybody know first John one seven by heart? Josh, you know that? Is it first one seven or one nine? If we confess our sins. Amen. Amen. You know, when we get in some darkness and we want the truth, Brother Tom, would you ask Brother Rob to turn that light back on? Brother Rob, would you turn the light back on? There you go. The difference is knowing where to get back to. Why do we get ourselves in darkness sometimes? Because we love darkness. We love darkness. It's where we find our rest, we think. Walking with God is a battle against our own flesh. It takes sacrifice. It takes commitment. It takes denying your flesh, which a lot of times you don't want to. It's easier at the moment to give into your flesh. But who knows what you reap when you give into your flesh? The Bible says you reap what? Corruption. You reap corruption. You get nothing out of it. But when you sow to the Spirit, you reap life everlasting. You reap the rewards of the Spirit. You reap the fruits of the Spirit. Fruit that money cannot buy. Fruit that this world knows nothing about. Okay, Brother Tom, read verse 13. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that he shall speak. And he will show you things. The spirit of truth, that's the Holy Spirit of God. You know, if you're saved today, You've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Believed on him in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Believed that uh, he is king of kings. Believed that he truly is God and truly is your Lord and Savior. And you ask him to come into your heart. You ask him to save you. The Bible says the Holy Spirit of God lives inside of you. He has made your heart his home. 
And the Bible says in verse 13 here, that he shall speak, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Verse 14 of John chapter 16, he shall glorify me. The Holy Spirit just points, keeps pointing at Christ. Just keeps pointing at Christ. For he shall receive of mine. That means exactly what the Lord Jesus Christ, as if he's right in front of you, speaking to you from his mouth, the Lord Jesus Christ speaking to you, as if he's speaking to you directly, the Holy Spirit of God gets those words and speaks them right to your heart. And he lives inside of you. You didn't have to travel through Bethlehem to find the Lord. You didn't have to uh, search uh, like, uh, and wait for, as the blind man waited, waiting, blind Bartimaeus waiting for the Lord to pass by. No, he lives inside of you. And at any moment you want to hear the Lord Jesus Christ speak in your heart, you got the Holy Spirit of God. And you walk in the Holy Spirit of God. You walk in the Spirit. He shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. We have the Lord living inside of us. That's why Jesus said, ye are the light of this world. Everyone take their candle. Now, don't turn it on yet. But what you're going to do is twist it. No, hold on, not yet. All right, Brother Rob, you can turn that off. Now, as a Christian, you don't have to try to be all that. Because our deeds aren't all that. And we aren't all that. Amen? If you want to say it like that in Philadelphia. But Paul said, anything good in me is Christ. And the best thing you can do is just give all that praise and thanks to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because that's all the Holy Spirit of God is going to be doing inside of you. It's pointing you to Christ. And if you're exalting yourself, guess what? That is not of God. But the light, listen, you have no light. Without Christ, we are in darkness. And anything in us is darkness. And we love darkness rather than light. But the moment you got saved, a little light came on. Now, don't light them yet. You know, pretend you've never been in this room and you just woke up in this room and you don't know where you're at. And it's pitch dark. You know, this little light, can everybody see it? This little light, it doesn't have to be bright. Way. It doesn't have to be bright. It, does, it doesn't have to be so it can shine every square inch of the room. No. There's something enough to light your way. That's all. 
The Bible says, what good is it if you hide it in a bushel? Can you see it anymore? No. It's no good. It doesn't mean it's out. You'd never lose your salvation. But guess what? We love darkness rather than light. We don't like this. It's hard. It's hard to bear. It's revealing things. It's convicting. Condemnation has come to this world because light has come. Light has come and now it's showing things in me that I want to keep. That I don't want others to know. That I don't want to give to God. But what good is it without? What good is my life without this? I'm going nowhere. Anytime you don't have Christ, anytime you're not walking with Christ, you know you put your life on pause. It's as if you're sleeping. You ever notice that? And you spend all this time and you have to get back to God. We need Him. Light has come. And God wants us to take our light. No matter how big it is, you can have the, the largest light in the world as a Christian. You're the most spiritual Christian. Uh, or you can have the tiniest little light. Philip, come here, buddy. Come here. Philip, I'm going to lead you to Lord Jesus Christ. Philip, would you like to receive Lord Jesus Christ for the one Savior? Amen. He wants to share with somebody. I want you to go share with somebody else. We'll share it for the top. Jesus. By the time, go share with somebody else. Go you, go keep going and share. Keep sharing. No, no, no. Yeah, touch somebody's candle. That is all for Everybody, go share it with somebody. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Keep sharing the Lord Jesus Christ. Your your light your light doesn't have to your light doesn't have to grow uh, burning uh, so that all the world can see. No. It may just be something small. Your life doesn't have to be, uh, you don't have to be the most amazing Christian, no. You be you and you share Christ with others. But dampening the light. Now I want, I want everybody, to, let's be honest, sometimes we get in darkness, right? I'll be honest. We love darkness rather than light. We get away from God, like, Lord, we, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just done right now. I'm done. I want, I want to see, you know, the pastor is the last one that knows everything in the church. That's just a known fact. But that's okay, because God tells me everything I need to know. Amen? Uh, but I want you to cover it as tight as you can. Don't turn it off, just cover it. I knew it. I knew that darkness was there. I knew it. I could have told you that. But this is what we do sometimes. You know, it's harder to keep it covered. Keep it covered. Keep it covered. Keep it covered. You got to really, it's still, it's bright. You see my hand? It's shining through my hand. 
oh no, it's, it's revealing some things in my life. I'm feeling guilty. I'm feeling guilty. It's showing some things. It's lighting my way in areas that I don't want to be led. I want darkness. I, listen, I get to do now what I want to do. Nobody can see me what I'm doing because it's hidden. But I can't do it forever. Because when Christ is burning within you, you get more weary of trying to hold it in. And you give up. Lord, take me. And when that light breaks forth in your soul, you're able to see. Imagine families never telling their children how how to get saved and see their kids go to hell. All the life you lived holding Christ in. For what? Loved ones, neighbors, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify God in heaven above. Let your light so shine. I need somebody to read 1 John 1 with the candle. 1 John 1, 5. Anybody? We got Courtney? Go ahead, Courtney. Amen. Amen. How many want to live in darkness? We wouldn't want to live in darkness. You want to be blind the rest of your life? Oh, that'd be terrible. I thank God for my eyes. One time I got electrocuted pretty good, and I thought I was going to lose my eyesight permanently. I did lose it for a little bit. And there was other times where I got injured, metal in my eyes, uh, glue and primer in my eyes. I thank God I have my eyesight still. I, I should have lost it a few times. And I don't want to be blind, but I'll tell you what, what's worse is being blind spiritually. Being blind spiritually. And I promise you this, a life without God is no life at all. And Christian life, living a Christian life without God and and trying to hide that light in you, that's no way to live at all. You're walking in darkness. Man, let God shine and break forth in your home. Let God shine and break forth in your heart. Let God shine and break forth in every step you take that even your light may light the uh, people around you. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. I'm going to read a poem here. The author is unknown. I'm not a poem guy, but I I like this one. O Lord, heal my wounded soul, injured by my own hands, sin willfully committed, a blemish to thy light, O Lord, as a glass dimmed from the dust of this world. 
the candle within, though burning, is made dim. Wash me, that thy light may break forth. Cleanse me, that thy light may be seen across the rocks of the shore. Fill me, that thy glorious light may burn through the night. That my darkest moments are as the winking of my eye. That all may see the light of Christ in me. Thank God for the light. The moment you got saved, you felt it, you know it, and you feel it. And there is only so far you can go in this world when you know you got the light inside and you've already seen, you know there is no life worth living except it's lived for Christ. This Christmas, let's, uh, Jesse, can you come to the piano? This Christmas, let's examine our own self. We got New Year's coming. This Christmas, let's get our hearts and lives rearranged so they're at least, I'm not saying completely cleaned out and, and, and freshed up and new, no, at least directed back. As Brother Tom said, Rob, turn those lights back on. That, no, no, don't turn them on. That was the start. That was the start because he knew where to get back to. And let's at least for this Christmas turn towards that direction. Step by step. Let's ask God, God, I know I got that light within me. I know at one time it was burning bright so that all could see it. I want it uncovered again. Clean me up. Wash me. Wash that, that lens so that the light can break forth so that the furthest ships could see me again. Not me, but Christ in me. Let's sing Silent Night again with our candles, page 311. So 
heavenly host sing hallelujah Christ the Savior is born Christ the Savior is born on the third silent night holy night silent for the light. Amen. Thank God that we can walk in the light and he gives us the uh, opportunity to get back up when we do stumble. We got a great God. Amen. Make this Christmas about him. And I promise you, you'll have the best Christmas you've ever had when you make it about Christ. And most of all, be thankful that he came and he redeemed us. Amen. Brought, bought us back again. Amen. So we can walk with him. Uh, thank God for all the great things he's done. Merry Christmas to you guys, and I pray and hope uh, you have the best Christmas you ever had, and I know you will if you put Christ in it. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you, Father, for uh, Christmas time. Thank you, Father, for dying for us on that cross. And uh, Lord, uh, Lord, even be willing to come as a baby. You didn't have to do that, uh, Lord, but you did. Uh, just to be able to understand what we go through. And you live that life, Lord, that we couldn't, sinless life for us, Lord. Uh, even though you couldn't sin, you were, you're God, and it's impossible for you to fail. It's impossible for you to sin. But, Lord, you did it for us. Uh, you went uh, further than the extra mile, Lord, above and beyond more, so that you can better aid us in our infirmities, as the Bible says. And, Lord, you gave your life a ransom for us, Lord. And I thank you for that. Lord, but we dedicate this time as a church, Lord, to just honor and thank you for the great things you've done for us. And I pray, Lord, you'll help your people and bless us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Bless our homes once again, Lord, that our hearts may sing uh, these great hymns of the faith to you. Lord, bless our homes again, uh, Lord, that our Bible reading will flourish. Lord, bless our homes again, that our prayer life will will get fired up, and Lord, our love for one another will go burning, Lord. I pray that you'll help us all. 
Um, bless us, bless our way, strengthen us, and let our light shine, Lord, I pray. And thank you for all the great things you've done for us again. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. 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 Uh, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. God bless you. Amen. All right, Brother Rob, I guess we could turn them on.